Hello, good people. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I am your host, LaCole Rose, and I just want to let you all, I have done it. I have done it. All the Instagram posts, all the Facebook posts I've seen, the YouTube videos, I have done what all of America or the world has been trying to do these past three or four months of this pandemic. I have perfected the banana bread. There's nowhere else to go from here. I have reached the highest of heights, the pinnacle, the Everest of banana breads. And we can just leave it there. You all can move on to different breads, different pies, wherever you feel is necessary because you can't touch mine. <laughs> it is good though. I'm just really excited because I have never been a baker, at least not from scratch. I mean, I can make mess up a box cake. It's, it's kind of it's kind of sad and embarrassing, but I've actually made a good bread and I'm excited about that. So I just wanted to share that with you all. Anything you all want to share that you've accomplished during this pandemic, let's keep it positive. Let's let's uplift, okay? <laughs> but in all seriousness, I hope all of you are doing well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're enjoying the summer. It's officially summer this uh, past weekend. And it's also Juneteenth. So for those of you who didn't know about that, I hope you got to read up on it or at least watch a video and, you know, pull new, a new wrinkle in your brain about that. And I hope you enjoyed that as well. And with it being summer and it nice out everywhere, please get out and get you some vitamin D. Also, wear your mask, wash your hands, still use social distancing, but you can still get out and enjoy yourself. You don't have to do it around crowds, though, you know, be safe and keep everyone else safe around you. And we have an amazing episode coming up for you with Mia Garcia. She's a guitarist out of California, but this is pre-recorded. So I recorded this back, I believe, in March, mid-March of this year. This is before, you know, the entire world kind of turned into a Ridley Scott movie. It was just so peaceful. There was no talk of, you know, mask and flying killer wasp and bees and you know, no filmed injustices every single minute of the day. You know, it was just her, me doing an interview with her and she had waves and ocean sounds in the back and it was just really great experience. And I know you will enjoy this episode. And I wanna thank you all, all of you for staying with us because this season has been out of this world, the guests that we've had. I believe we have two more guests after Mia and then we have our season finale wrap up and we've had some guests that boggled the mind that we were able to get and that's all thanks again to Gretchen Men. We want to give a shout out to her for that. We have something special coming up for season four around October when we kick off that season. So again, thank you for being with us and continue to stick with us and just sit back and enjoy and get ready for a kind of dope interview. I, I can't say that. It was a really nice interview with Mia Garcia. I'll talk to you in a minute. And we are back. We have an amazing guest with us. We have Mia Garcia. How are you? I'm great. Woo, I'm here. How are you? I am great. It sounds like you're having a good time where you are. Is that a beach behind you? I'm having a good time. You know, I'm actually, yes, I am actually just right next to the beach. I'm in sunny San Diego, California right now. Oh, that's the life. I wish. I wish. It, it's where it's at. I love it. 
<laughs> that is awesome. So we are going to jump right in. First of all, are you from San Diego area? I am from San Diego. I grew awesome. up right next to the beach. Oh, so are you, is this something that you get acclimated with? Are you used to it or do you just always want to be there? It's interesting. Um, being away from it's definitely hard, but I've been able to like adapt in LA and kind of live in the city, but I always miss the beach. I'm sure. I'm sure mm-hmm. that is so awesome. So speaking of that, where you're from and everything, did you grow up in music there? Was it earliest memories of music? Or was it always in your family? Is it just always what was around you when you grew up? Yeah, so it was kind of vaguely, but it was more so like everyone in my family was really interested in music and inspired by it. Like my grandma um, would always wake me up singing. She had like the, a beautiful, like super 1950s inspired voice um, and would always sing me like Frank Sinatra and like just such really, really classic American music. Um, and then on my grandma's side, she was super into Cuban music. So she would always sing to me like Cuban songs and be like salsa dancing in the kitchen. And then I kind of just got really inspired by that. And I think, I don't know, in that way, they weren't musicians per se, but they were super, super into music. That's quite a melting pot of Cuban music. And you have the older, you know, the golden era of music where it's in the 60s. Yeah. How, how did those mesh in your brain being a younger child? Did, it, did you prefer one or the other? It was kind of interesting. I kind of just loved it all. I always loved every type of music. Like my parents listened to like a lot of R&B and soul music and also reggae, like Lauren Hill and like um, D'Angelo, Erica Badu, but also like Bob Marley. Um, so it was kind of just like a melting pot of all sorts of different genres that I grew up listening to. And I just loved it all. Oh, wow. So I, I, I was scrolling through your Instagram. Not only are you a great guitarist, but you also are a great singer. Which oh, came, thank you. You're welcome. Which came first for you? Was it the guitar, the violin, the trumpet, the, the singing? What came first? So, yes, I had a few guitar lessons when I was like eight. I had a really cute Hello Kitty pink Strat guitar <laughs> that I loved. Um, and I took lessons for like a few months and then I kind of just kept on doing it by myself. And my brothers had a band when I was growing up. So their guitarist was from Argentina and he would teach me like bossa nova and classical stuff. Um, so I got more inspired by those things. And then I went on to play trumpet in fourth grade. I played tennis saxophone in high school, um, did drumline for a little bit. But guitar has always been like my main boo. <laughs> and I also, <laughs> I love singing too. I've always loved singing. Um, it's definitely something I'm starting to grow into more and like practice more. Because the voice is, it's an instrument too. So it's got to be worked like a muscle. Yes, it is. See, and that's funny. I didn't even know you played trumpet, but usually most guitarists come from like trumpet or saxophone, oddly. Ah, I didn't even know that. That's I, cool. I, I found that to be the case during these interviews. Like, yeah, I used to play trumpet. I'm like, okay. Okay, yeah, I see you. That is, that's <laughs> awesome. So have you had any, you say your brother had a band. So was he, did he start the guitar? What did he play? Yeah, so my two older brothers, um, one of them played trumpet and sang. And then the other one played tennis saxophone, actually. Um, But we all kind of just like randomly got into music just through like either our friends or like just having like a couple instruments around the house. Um, So it kind of all just unfolded like that. But yeah, they played horn instruments mainly. So what was it that, besides your brother, what made you say, okay, I have to get this Hello Kitty guitar. This is what I want to do. (laughs) It was actually a birthday present for my parents. And 
I mean, I don't know. It kind of just like came to me more than anything. And once I had it, I like couldn't get away from it. And that's kind of how music has always been for me. It's like, even if it's like, I don't know, it's just always there. And it's like, it's always just in me. So it feels like I could never separate from music. At that young age, did you ever, you said you had a couple lessons. Did you have any lessons further in like vocal training at all? No, not too much. I've never had any voice lessons, which is actually something I'd love to start doing. Um, just to like use my voice properly and understand like the different ways that it can be used. Um, but I did go on to study guitar at Berklee College of Music for my first year of college. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that was a really good experience. I did like a lot of like jazz stuff and learned like the fundamentals of guitar because mainly before that it had always been like by ear. I was just listening to different stuff and kind of just getting inspired and trying new things. But it was a really good way to like kind of label all the stuff that I'd been doing and understand the fretboard a bit more. Uh, speaking of Berkeley and um, Juilliard, those types of schools, would you recommend, say, someone say, for a year I want to go here, I want to graduate here, do you think that's a plus or a negative? Do you think that's a necessity? Would you recommend it or would you say you can learn this on your own? What would be your advice for them? Um, I think it depends what, t what style of learning you're most interested in. For me, I found it to be more beneficial to study on my own. Like, even just because I grew up without really having a teacher, I was always teaching myself. Um, that's kind of what I was more used to. So when I had the lessons, it was really, it was really cool, but I definitely preferred to study on my own. Um, but it really depends what style of learning you are. Like it's always helpful to have a mentor and sometimes you just need the right t style of teacher. So I think it's just important to have the thirst for knowledge and like keep wanting to learn. Cause that's really where it all derives from. Exactly. Exactly. Did you continue that musical journey at another school, which is exactly that yours enough? I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so kind of. Um, I so I did the first year at Berkeley in Spain. Oh, wow. And I love. Yeah, I love being in Spain. I was in Valencia and it's like such a beautiful place. There's so much nature. It's on the beach and like just such an interesting Spanish culture. So I was really inspired by like flamenco and like classical and just all sorts of stuff there. Um, but the Berkeley was continuing in Spain, in Boston from there. And I'm not really a huge fan of the cold. So I decided to transfer to USC in LA um, and continue studying music. Well, from Spain to San Diego, I'm sure Boston's, you know, winters weren't, <laughs> weren't their best. Yeah, exactly. I thought about it and I even visited and I was like, oh no, this is like hurting my soul. I can't do this. <laughs> Oh my so goodness. My nimble fingers. <laughs> so, so same from Spain and, you, you know, your brother did uh, Argentine sort of music. So like flamingo yes. and like finger picking, that was already in your wheelhouse before you even went to school, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, some people like myself, that's something that I've never done that I've started getting into and it's so difficult being older. So did you consider mm -hmm. that an advantage having that or did you not even think about it? I didn't really think about it, um, but looking back, like I always got into fingerstyle and like that was just always much easier to me. I really like being close to the strings and like really just being as close as possible. Um, so yeah, I think it just comes so naturally. And it's, it's interesting transitioning to using a pick sometimes just because it's definitely one of my weaker aspects of playing. So I'm excited to explore it more. When was your first gig? 
that you remember playing guitar? Were you nervous? What what was how did you come about that gig and how did it all begin? Did you say, okay, I want to do a gig now, I think I'm ready? Yeah, so it was it was kind of random. It was um my best friend at the time, Helena Holleran, amazing, beautiful musician. Um, she was playing an open mic and she was like, Hey, do you wanna we had been writing songs together and she said, Hey, do you wanna come play with me at this little surf shop? And I said, Yeah, sure. Um, so I go and play with her and it's just like, there's like maybe 10 people in the audience, but it was so fun and I really enjoyed it. And I just love how like performing live brings people so much joy and it like really connects them to music. So I don't know, just exploring that aspect of things, which I had never done before when I was like maybe 15 or 16, um, I started to get more into playing in the gig scene and I actually met a really cool punk band from San Diego or not punk, but like just a really groovy group of kids um, and started to or playing around San Diego with this band called Fashion Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. They have really sick music. And they all had dyed hair and they were super high energy and like jumping around on stage. And I was like, I want to be part of that. So I started playing guitar with that band for a few years um, and learned how to like really develop a stage presence and how to create a mood and just how how many options there are for performing live because there's so many different ways to like create an experience for the audience um and then Can you give an example of those yes can? yes so it's interesting like they would usually start just like guns blazing just crazy out of the gates like just one great music is always a good start just obviously play good music which is subjective but do your best um and then there's like if everyone's kind of like creating a group experience on stage like all the musicians are like kind of working with each other and like looking at each other giving each other eye contact and like building really good energy up there then i feel like the crowd is really receptive to that and if they see that happening then it, the kind of the same thing mirrors in the audience um and then like when we play like more like rocky just like upbeat kind of things and jump around then the crowd would kind of mirror that and they would get really excited to dance and just like sing along um and then if we play something slower and more vibey then everyone would kind of calm down and like really be like transfixed on what's happening or like if everyone on stage like me the guitarist bassist and singer like all got really low and like really crouched down or like even laid down sometimes then like the crowd would just like get super low or be super interested in what we were doing so they're just like, I don't know, there are just so many ways like to manipulate the ambiance in the room. Um, so that's what I learned from playing with them. And then I have been playing some of my own music out. I've only played a few shows, but I developed a really good band of like my favorite musicians in San Diego and would go around and play some shows and kind of like uh, mimic what I would do with the other band and kind of like just try to create a really good ambiance and experience for the audience. Oh, definitely. Energy is transferable. They feel the energy. They feel if you want to be there, if you don't. So. Exactly. Like, if you're excited, if you're nervous, like, whatever it is. So, were you more nervous being the headliner, doing your own music? I'm sure that was more nerve-wracking doing your own music instead of being, you know, supporting the band. Yeah. It was a little bit more nerve-wracking, but it was also... A bit more enjoyable too because it was like 100% things that like I created and like kind of things that I curated and my vision so um although it wasn't a bit nerve-wracking it was like 
I don't know, something about it brought almost more confidence just because it's like I see the vision and I, I have a lot of control in the situation. So I feel like there's just so much opportunity um, to cultivate like a really good environment of the music that I created and like see my vision come to life kind of. Oh, that definitely makes sense. So were you doing the music writing and the lyric writing? What came first for you? Was it the music or the lyrics? Um, it's. I think they kind of came around the same time. I was looking through old journals the other day and I was like looking at songs that I wrote when I was like 10. Oh, wow. And I didn't even realize that I was really like writing songs. I was kind of just like coming up with ideas. Like, I don't know. I just didn't really realize it at the time that I was writing songs. And even looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, whoa. I was like fully writing songs when I was little. Um, Did you steal some of those lines for the new stuff? Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definite inspiration from that. Um, it all carries through. But yeah, so just been writing songs like for the majority of my life now. Um, and I think that the lyrics and the chords kind of just like coincide. And I love also writing instrumental pieces so much. Like I just love melodies and really cool chords and changes um but I also love 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 poetry and lyrics and words and stories so I think it's a really beautiful combination when you can combine them definitely so what is your style like how would you describe your style to someone Mm, it's hard to say I feel like it's changed a lot and it's always changing um but I really enjoy making like stuff that's inspired by like Oof, I don't even know. It kind of changes all the time, but I've been really inspired by like Adrian Lanker and like Napalm oh, yes. in terms of writing lately. Um, especially Adrian Lanker in terms of like really cool chords and like dissonant harmony and things that are just really interesting. Um, so kind of more that vibe, but I also really love like really groovy like Anderson Pack kind of stuff and just all sorts of things but definitely those are like my recent inspirations for writing and making music so a mixed bag you're not just into one thing so that definitely makes for a better experience for sure definitely i was like i said i was going through your ig do you have any music out or coming out yeah so by the end of 2020 i will have an ep out um So I'm super excited about that. I've just been working on recording a whole bunch of ideas and like figuring out exactly what my finished product is going to look like. But um, I'm just so excited. It's been such a fun process of creating and collaborating with friends and recording. So it's it's been awesome. Yeah, I can't wait because I remember I believe it was a few months back, maybe last year. You know how I'll pick up jazz and they featured you. I'm like, who is this? So I had oh. to, yeah. So I had to follow. <laughs> so I had to find because you're like I, I love melody. Like my IG name is melodic, so hey. I love melody. So I just love the way you play. It's kind of fluid. And oh, I, thank I really, you. I really dig that. So I can imagine what your your project is going to be. That's really stuff. Thank I'm really you so much. About it. I- I'm excited that you're excited. That makes me happy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and looking at your page, it's very, for lack of a better word, it's very aesthetically pleasing because you have different areas and the light is right. Do you put a lot of time? <laughs> I mean, do you put a lot of time into that? Just put the camera down and shoot. Um, I definitely try my best to make it aesthetically ex- pleasing just because I know Instagram is like as much of a visual platform as it is for audio. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just try to make it look the best that I can, as professional as I can, because I want people to have a good experience watching it and like, yeah, just 
I love visually pleasing stuff too. My best friend's an artist and then we do a lot of art together. So I've definitely been getting into more like visual aesthetics. That's great. So what made you want to even start playing on Instagram? Was it like you just had music that you just wanted to get out or was it to build your platform? That was your main thing? No, it's interesting. So I actually became friends with Tiana O'Hara. I don't know if you know her. Um, she's an awesome guitarist and just a great human being. But we became friends and then I saw that she was kind of doing the whole like posting guitar videos on Instagram. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, people love this and it makes other people really happy. So I would love to like be able to do the same thing. Um, so then, yeah, I just started posting videos and pick up started posting more and kind of became friends with everyone in that community. And yeah, it's just been really fun. It just opened up like a whole world of creativity and meeting people and being able to share art it's so fun it really is it really is and i'm telling you now i like i look mm-hmm. from your videos and try, okay i gotta steal that link i have to steal that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure That's dope. for sure <laughs> so uh, a lot of the Brett sisters a lot of our listeners are really into gear um Ooh. you said your first guitar what was your like okay you had a guitar i had to get this what was your first guitar that you really maybe you still have or that you just had to get yes. younger so I had so the first one that I got that I was obsessed with was a Cordoba I'm blanking on the model but it was like a relatively nice Cordoba nylon classical nice um and I just oh it's still like one of my favorite guitars I actually have it tuned down like two full steps to C sharp oh, you still have it um yeah yeah I got it when I was like maybe 13 um and i'm turning 20 tomorrow so that's in a minute hey thank you (laughs) um so yeah that was my first real favorite guitar and then when i was like 17 i got an ibanez gb10 which is the george benson semi hollow sunburst i'm all flutter i love that guitar yes (laughs) me too it has like flat wounds on it and it's just Oh, so buttery. I have it set up with the action real nice and low right now. And it's just like so smooth and really inspiring to play. So it definitely got me into playing more. I feel like when you get a new guitar and you're just obsessed with it, like you just want to play all the time. <laughs> exactly. All of your so others have been shamed in the dark. Like, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. So I've been getting I've been getting a lot more guitars over the past like two years. Um, really grateful to be like supported by different brands um but it's it's so like it's so strange at the same time because sometimes you'll just get so attached to one and I feel like I'm neglecting all my other guitars <laughs> you just go by and touch them like I still love you <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like I love you guys but like I just gotta hang out with her for a minute like we're friends now <laughs> <laughs> for sure are you are you into yeah. like pedals as well any kind of pedal? I've been getting I've been getting more into pedals and I really really want to especially because I've been playing out live with this artist um Umi she's really dope oh nice but I yeah her stuff like I really want to use pedals on it but I only have I have this really cool one called the lo-fi junkie which is like a chorusy like you can get some super trippy sounds out of it um there's like a compressor on it and a really dank tone knob but beyond the lo-fi junkie i was using a big sky for a minute which is classic absolutely amazing yeah it's a great 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 reverb um and then i have some pedals from this one uh company in florence called dofix Mm -hmm. and i have a really good um 
distortion, which is called like the Purgatorio, that a little Italian, and then I have a gain. Wait, sorry, a boost. Um, so those are really cool. But I really want to get into like some really, really awesome delays and like. I don't even know. I just want a bunch of pedals right now. I'm totally entering that phase. Yeah. Are you into like the helix and all those type things as well? Or do you prefer the stuff boxes? Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough experience with them yet. Gotcha. I need to try them all. I fully understand that. So you said you mentioned mm-hmm. um, people that support you, uh, companies. Do you have any endorsements at all? Um, I am currently working with Thunder. Um, I'm doing their Thunder Play series, which is like a series of lessons online. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm helping them out with, uh, marketing that and advertising that. And then I've been working with, um, Orangewood Guitars for a while. They have really awesome acoustics. Yes, they do. And then I was working with Harmony Guitars for a while. I love their guitars. The pickups, they have gold foil pickups that are awesome. Um, D'Angelico is awesome too. Yes, that's great. Um, yeah, we definitely have to tell our listeners to go to your follow your Fender Play. So I mean, cause, like I said, oh, thank you. That'll be awesome for sure. So after all that, what do you do to unwind? What is it? What do you do when you're not playing music to, for enjoyment? Oh, so much. Um, I love cooking. I grew up cooking because my family is super, super into cooking, especially Cuban food. And also Japanese. Um, so I cook a whole bunch. I always have like dinner parties with my friends and we'll just cook and play music. Um, and I've actually, I had my first dinner party with my friends when I was like eight. I made baked brie and like, uh, what else? You were I eight? I made like, some, yeah, yeah. I was so, so, I've always been into cooking, but like even when I was little, I was so into cooking. Um, so I love doing that. And then, my friend Hannah McKevley is an awesome artist, so we always do art together. Um, and I've been getting more into like watercolors. And today I'm actually gonna start a huge piece. I got I'm gonna get a canvas that's like five by seven feet. Um, so we'll see what I paint. I don't know what's gonna be on the menu for that, but I'm so excited. Stop <laughs> it! Are you serious? I just got into watercolors yeah. in November. Oh my gosh, how great. Oh my gosh. I right? think it's just the artsy thing. You just want to see colors. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, what happens? And I love watercolors too because I feel like you just kind of watch them unfold. Yes. Like, you don't know what's going to happen and you can't control it too much, but it always looks really pretty. Yes. It's, it's sort of, that reminds me of like mm-hmm. music and vocals to me. It's, it sort of like moves where it wants to go. That's why I love it. Yes. I love it. I love that. That's so yeah. true. And then I also grew up... Um, playing a lot of golf and surfing so those are like the fun outdoorsy things that I like to do I also love just being in nature in general that is awesome especially you being so young you'd be surprised how many people do not have other outlets and they become burned mm-hmm. out yes so it's so awesome that you have other things and uh, another potential thing you can do is like cooking for musicians because a lot of us can't cook so that would be great Oh, yes, I'm there. Let's have a dinner party. For sure, for sure. And um, one final thing before we let you go, I want you to enjoy the beach and the rest of your day. What advice would you give to other artists? I know you're so young yourself, but what would you say people coming up even older? What advice would you give them getting into this music business and starting to post? Mm, um, I would say for me, the biggest thing is just connecting with people and sending out 
really good energy, making really good friends. Um, because when, once you become friends with people, I feel like it's even easier to work with them because you can just really expand on that relationship and there are a lot of aspects um, to work on from there. And yeah, just connecting, connecting with people is my favorite thing to do. And it's also been the most beneficial thing that I've done uh, career-wise, just making connections and making new friends and exploring the possibilities of like creation together and collaboration. And I guess just keeping an open mind too, because you never know what opportunities are gonna come, come about and where they're going to lead for sure awesome advice tell the people where they can reach you follow you follow new music yeah hit me up on instagram at justmkg artist project released in end of 2020 justmkg on spotify and all your favorite streaming services and maybe come hang out in san diego if you're ever around hit me up <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> this is lacole rose and that was mia garcia we thank you so much for listening y'all be sure to follow her and we'll get you up next time thanks you're so welcome. much bye. bye later hey riff girl what you got